0: Thank you everyone again for tuning in to the Making of Dharmaland podcast. This is episode 12 and I'm your host Brian Chittister. I am also the co-producer of the Dharmaland album and for this episode we're going to devote some time to examining the 11th track on the album which is entitled Scenes 1-3 Through 3. and it was a mini-suite that Abhi composed in the early 60s. My sense of it is that it was more or less sort of a composite of different melodies that he put down on sheet music with the intention of going back and later modifying it. But I think you get the sense that the late 50s until about the mid 60s was a very heavy time for Avi of writing melodies down and sending them off for copyright purposes. At that time, he was just starting to use the, the law firm of Walter E. Hearst for his legal representation. And Hearst was recording albums and writing books about copyright law and encouraging artists in different ways in which they could get their works legally copyrighted and disseminated and whatnot. So I think Abby took the advice that Hearst gave him very seriously. And so there's a heavy concentration in this period of copyrights. And Abi copyrights some pretty loose themes, in- including a three-part suite that he actually entitled Themes, which Ixtehule recorded as well in the in the era of creating Dharmaland for you know a special EP related to the project. And scenes as well, scenes one through three. I think that what Abi was doing here was playing around with some melodies. But one hint that he was kind of doing something very, very intentional with it and not just creating loose sketches, the fact that he gives a subtitle to scene three. The subtitle is actually, it's gas, comma, man which is kind of in the same sort of beatnik jive parlance of the Dharma Man song and some of the lyrics in that. So Abhi also was spending time at a beatnik coffee house in Venice Beach in on the west side of Los Angeles called the gas house and he wrote a song about it later called tea house about the tea house down by the sea where Eric will pour the tea and the the owner of the gas house was a guy named Eric Big Daddy Nord another reference in one of Abby's songs to his own, own sort of autobiography and circle of friends and experiences and topography So we're in that period where he's sort of referencing the beat generation and maybe what he thinks of as his own involvement in it or his own influence upon it. There was also, I I should mention, you know, Jack Kerouac, who I've talked about, had written the book Dharma Bums, which seems to have influenced the title Dharma Land and Dharma Man. But also in his bestseller and best-known work, On the Road, Kerouac wrote about traveling through Southern California and through Venice in the late 1940s during his on-the-road sojourn and encountering a group of nature boy saints, quote-unquote, in in Venice Beach. So that was almost certainly a direct reference to Abby and Gypsy Boots and the other California nature boys and whether they knew each other directly or whether Kerouac just referenced them in passing but knew of their existence. Nevertheless, there seems to be some crossover here and Abby certainly wanted to be recognized as as you know maybe an avatar or an influence or a spokesman along with kerouac and others from the beat generation and and again he was definitely a part of that he he and the nature boys played in some of the clubs the gas house the insomniac the venice west cafe some of the beatnik clubs and and eden's island even seems to have been somewhat performed or prepped or rehearsed prior to the 1959-1960 Delphi sessions at the Beatnik Houses. So there's no reason to believe that that maybe Avi didn't develop some of this Dharmaland stuff at the Beatnik coffeehouses, or at least reference it. And again, scene three with its subtitle, It's Gas Man, seems to reference the Beat Generation mm-hmm. vibe. Certainly, I think Ixta and Matthias Unaback, who arranged part one and Henrik Magnuson who arranged part two and three of scenes went off in their own direction on this and I think it was all the better for it if they tried to do some sort of pastiche of Abby's beatnik material like from the Bob Romeo Aphrodisia album or, or other things like that it might not have worked as well as it did they really took kind of some of the more enigmatic, esoteric and romantic elements of these melodies and brought them out and, and let them float over the listener the way that maybe a three-part suite should. So it, it's a very fragrant and perfumed piece. Scene one again was arranged by Matthias and he does it more or less in the standard Martin Denny exotica style and even some of the the way in which the piano is played and the way in which the notes are kind of banged out almost make it sound like it was plagiarized of some of Denny's more famous pieces. I'm not really sure if I could point out a specific Martin Denny melody, but it feels very, very close to that kind of Martin Denny arrangement style, particularly the piano parts, which Henrik plays. And he played on grand piano. Scene one was recorded at a, at a big studio in Sunderland, California, near where Abby actually lived himself in the 50s and 60s and the grand piano sounds really beautiful on this. There's a point in the mix where the very lush Exotica arrangement sort of drops out, and you can hear these very intimate grand piano notes that Henrik plays. This is about two-thirds of the way through, and that sounds almost new-agey. Definitely different than anything in the Exotica genre, and I really like that that Joe kind of highlighted that and dropped everything else out allowed it to have its own spotlight but allowed it to also be sort of intimate and enigmatic and also be such like a sort of juxtaposition against authentic exotica I myself don't have any aversion to retro but I don't also don't feel the need to sort of be a positivist about retro like you know none of my approach to anything would be like yay tiki, yay exotica. It would all be implementing retro in service of the dramatic arc and the message or the thing that we want to convey with the music. Because this music was written so close to Eden's Island and because there were a lot of other exotica singles and tracks and whatnot around that time that Abby himself was producing it was really important to have the presence of exotica and retro and and then at the same time to be able to kind of find the edges and go go well beyond them and I think that was one of the examples in scene one where just such a thing happened. With scene two, Henrik Magnusson arranged it, and we're getting pretty far away from Exotica here. But I wouldn't call it New Age. Not really sure what you would call this. It. It's a very, very intimate melody. It later got recycled for the Abby's single, Salutation, in 1977. But here, Henrik just gives it this very melancholy feeling of solitude, which the chords in the arrangement sort of lay the the foundation for Henrik to play this very, very beautiful flute solo on Abbie's bamboo flute. And it's one of those moments where when it was happening it i I really had to pinch myself it was like a dream come true and then the female vocals were added later in sweden but they really set up this kind of perfect crescendo at the end of scene two of dave de la vega who worked with abby in the early 70s Dave read this poem that came from a 1947 issue of Let's Live magazine, a piece of a poem that Abby had published under the title Nature Boy. So it may have been actually a part of the original Nature Boy Suite, which then got recycled into the lyrics of the 1960 recording of Surfrider. If you say it out loud, the wind is mad, the sea is wild. I scream to nature, I'm your child. It's actually kind of close to, the wind is mad and the sea is wild. I scream to nature, I'm your child, from the song Surfrider in 1960. So this was an example of something that started out in the Nature Boy Suite, getting recycled for the Edens Island sessions. It didn't come out as part of the Edens Island record. So we just decided to recycle that piece of a poem again here for Dharma And it really fit and there were some promo clips and some interviews done with the band where Johan pointed out that when Dave read that poem it really went straight to your heart and was the moment when everybody started trusting each other at that time Dave seemed to kind of crystallize everything He is mad. The wind is wild. I scream to nature, I'm your child. Later, when Henrik produced his sparse but really evocative arrangement of scene three with himself and Anne singing vocals, I didn't really realize that they were kind of demoing those vocals to be replaced later. Just felt like they really delivered something that was very soulful and joyous and very fitting for how close knit the vibe was in Los Angeles. And having The presence of Anne, which I I may have mentioned or I may not have mentioned, as the piano player on scenes two and three, and then having her sing on three, kind of gave her this opportunity, I think, to really stretch out and show what that relationship, that blood relationship with Abby and that that sort of fact-finding mission she's gone on as a young person, sort of looking back on her family history, meant to her she was able to kind of conjure that into the song and you can really feel the connection that she had with her, her distant relative. The pieces just really fell together on this one. The sound effects and all the things that, that sort of tied it together, the various moods, just worked to sort of further conjure this idea of space and transcendentalism and going deep into Abby's mind and his cosmology and that being sort of the bridge to Dharma So this one seemed to capture a lot of the vibes from the rest of the album, including some repeated melodies that you heard in, in other parts of the album already. Scene three it sounded to me like nothing else in popular music and specifically, the only thing I could think of was maybe like the Edward Scissorhands theme by Danny Elfman which had this very dreamy, almost gothy quality. Heavy, but also kind of like fairyland. So that's all I can think of for now.